So I started using a virtual receptionist called Smith AI. They've been handling all of my phone calls, all my incoming phone calls, but they do a lot more than that. They, uh, they can take care of um, payments. They can book appointments in your calendar. There's so many things that they can do. If you go on smith.ai and you can check it out, you can click the link uh, in the show description there and you can get a hundred dollars off if you do try Smith AI with that link. Um, but definitely check out all the services they do offer. And what really in a nutshell, what's been helping me is it's 24 seven virtual receptionist. I don't have to have a separate, a specific employee, you know, taking care of this in-house. Uh, there's many people that work for this service and um, they just take care of all of my incoming calls. I have my work numbers forwarded to a number that they have. Um, they're very professional. There's a whole setup process where they ask a number of questions, um, like how to answer this, that, and the other thing, so they can be as professional as possible. And if they don't know how to answer something, if it's something I didn't anticipate or it's just a new question that I've never gotten before or, or they didn't ask, you know, they just say that they'll take a message and a member of our team will get back to them, which would be me. And they let me know. So they always give you a call log at the end of every day, tells you how many calls there were received and what the outcome was. They basically collect all the information that I asked them to collect for me. And then they do the screening process for me. So what used to happen was I would, especially with during the spring rush, you know, I'm, I get like a good five to six calls every day. And it's, it, you know, there's, I have a screening process that's free that, that, that I've been using for some time. It's called Google Voice. Um, the basic f functions of it are free. You can use it for free. You get a number and you can do some different things with it. Uh, I, there's a voicemail you can record uh, a certain amount of voicemails. And, and I had a specific voicemail that would screen people out. It would say, you know, I offer these services in these neighborhoods. If this applies, leave a message type deal. It's, obviously I said it much more professional and articulate, but that was what it was in a nutshell to try and screen some folks out. Cause I was getting so many calls. And as an owner operator, I just can't afford to stop and answer my phone every five minutes, literally sometimes during the spring rush, stop, shut my mower off or put the trimmer down to answer the phone or whatever. And so I would, I would rely on the voicemail to capture those people and hope that it would filter some people out. But even still at the end of the day, I would still sit in my truck when I was done, go through my voicemails and I would still have to waste time calling people back because they would leave a message and not give me the full information. You know, they would say, hi, this is Mike. I'm interested in your services. Please give me a call. I have no idea what specific services and I have no idea where they are. So I have to call them and a lot of times they are asking for services that I don't provide. They just think lawn care is lawn care and they didn't listen. You know, they have no idea. They didn't listen to my voicemail of what services and, and, or they're not in a neighborhood that I'm servicing. So I have to then decline and tell them, unfortunately that, you know, you, that we don't offer those services or we're not in that area or both. And that's just a big waste of my time. But now with Smith AI, they do all that for me. They collect all the information. They know the neighborhoods that I'm that, that I'm accepting new clients in. They know the services they offer. And if none of those things match, they politely decline. They you know they let them. They thank them for the opportunity. Just like I would say, I have. They have the exact script. You know, they thank them for the opportunity, but they're out of our service area or we don't provide those services. Thanks for calling and so on. And that's it. The only time that I have to follow up with those people is if they meet the criteria and then I'm following up with them to then get them a quote. So that's really been clutch. Literally day one that we got set up. <laughs> It was like such a relief to have, you know, the phone rings twice and then it gets forwarded. So I can, you know, I, I know that it's being forwarded to Smith AI and they're taking care of it. It's like, oh man, that's, 
and I'm almost like anxious to 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 see the call log. Does I wonder who called me? I wonder who called me. Is is this an an actual potential new client, or is it just you know someone that? Because I get a lot of people that are not, you know, looking for what I offer and uh, not in the in the areas that that I that I'm servicing. So I'm always excited to find the people that are. Um, so I'm always looking forward to, you know, the the those those specific uh, emails, those call logs, so I can see you know who who do I need to follow up with. But it's a great relief to be able to to keep mowing, keep you know trimming, or I'm in the middle of talking to a current client. My phone rings two times and then it gets forwarded. It's such a huge weight off my shoulders to know that I don't have to then listen to a voicemail and potentially waste my time following up with someone that didn't meet the criteria that I tried to set. So the first step was my voicemail, but the best thing is to have someone answering the phone. It's more professional. Um, you know, they, they, they don't know that you have a call service because you know that they, they know exactly what you're, what you want them to know and how to answer the phone, how to handle things. It, you know, they, they talk about, you know, if they don't know anything, will a member of our team will get back to you. So it's just very professional for everyone um, when they're trying to contact you to get that response 24 hours, seven days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's, it's really been a game changer. Like I said, from day one, I got like six calls and they were all forwarded. I think I got maybe one or two that were that I could follow up with for, for quotes and the rest would have just been a waste of my time, but I never had to worry about it because they took care of it. So they do, and they do so much more, but this was the main thing that I wanted to try out with them, um, to, to see, you know, how, how good their services are and to, to help relieve some stress off of me during the spring rush while still trying to grow my business, you know, cause sometimes people might, might fall through the cracks there. They might not leave a message or whatever be, for one reason or another, but they do meet the criteria. So having someone answer the phone, they can capture that information right away and say, well, well member of our team will get back to you um, to provide you a quote. Thank you for calling and so on. So that's, again, that's been clutch. It's been a game changer. So I hope you guys will check it out. There's, the link is in the show notes. Like I said, the, the episode description, you can click on that and check out all their services. And if you do book through them, uh, if you do book with them through the link, you get a hundred dollars off the services. So go ahead, check it out. And I hope you, uh, see the potential just like I did. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's episode, we have none other than Andrew Martinez with Southern's Suns Landscape. Did I say it right? You got it, man. <laughs> All right. right. Also, he has a podcast called Lone Star Lawn Talk. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Finally got, got you on here. I know it's been a while. We've seen each other at a lot of different live events. Um, you, you've kind of become a staple at those events. Um, really got to know the community and, and, and everyone kind of that goes to all those events. And you and I specifically, as well as a lot of others, have gotten to know each other. And I've been on your podcast and um, I kind of put a snippet of that podcast on my podcast, but I wanted to actually get you on so that you can tell your story and, and kind of introduce you to the listeners for those who haven't, you know, heard your story or don't follow you sure, on Instagram man. or just haven't heard about you. So, um, yeah. um, your Instagram is Southern Suns landscape. So people can go on there and, and, and check you out there. And 
um, as well as your podcast, Lone Star Lawn Talk. But let's let's go ahead and, and dig in. You're, you're, how, how's it going in Texas? Is it hot? Is it cold? Because it's crazy back and forth here in Virginia. You know, I think I listen to your show a lot, and I think our climate kind of mimics yours. Um, this year, things came a little slower. Um, we were pretty spoiled climate-wise, um, March all the way through April. And I have to say, literally after Cinco de Mayo, oh, 5th of May, for all those out there who don't know what that <laughs> is, um, I li- it literally feels like a switch got turned back on. And it went from like 70s, low 80s, uh, a lot of overcast, rainy kind of weather to hot and muggy mm. like, right away. <laughs> mm. So right now, the last uh, three days, it's been hot and muggy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, up to this point, it's actually been really nice. We've had yeah. some kind of muggier days. But up to this point, between mid, mid-March mid to, like I said, a few days ago, it was actually pretty nice. I actually, that's the time that you want to be out in the lawn and landscaping, yeah. you know, industry. And um, while we all do, I'm just saying that's when you can actually thoroughly, you don't think about it. It's not something you got to plan for, like deck out the water and all right. the hydra- hydrating fluids and right. cover-ups and all that. Right. But uh, it's been, it, now it's, I think it's going to be pretty much downhill as far as I <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's been pretty um pretty intermittent for us too and and we've been trying not to complain because like when it's right, like, yeah. when, when it's a little bit cooler you know we have to layer up you know we try to to just yeah. take it for what it is and enjoy it while it lasts because you know sooner or later it's going to be back up to like 100 degrees and we're going to be like oh man it's too hot so we're trying to, not to complain um but yeah these cooler days man Man, if only it could stay in the mid sixties every day. That's all we're asking Woo, for. That would be something. Give us, give us all the business problems. But, yeah. You know, okay, we don't we don't know our numbers. We don't know the this route, you know. <laughs> but if, just give us a nice. Hey, I'll even take a mid eighties once in a while. But that's all I'm asking. <laughs> well, well, what you know, like yeah, so we can go to the pool after, right? <laughs> after work, you know. Otherwise, it's too chilly. I always, I always, I'm doing hand quotations for those who can't see. I always accidentally fall in my customer's pool at the end of the day. Oh, oh no, I slipped on the edge. Oh, <laughs> splash. Oh, man, I never thought about that. Yeah, we usually just use, uh, we use our customer sprinklers to just blast our, oh. ourselves. You know, we take our hat off and we just get blasted oh, nice. in the face and the head and it's like oh. ice cold and it's like, it's like we're like at a, at a water jelly. park. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Like, but, you know, typically that doesn't that, you know, it's not like everyone's sprinklers around all the time. So it's just kind of one of those. And you really shouldn't have your sprinklers on in the middle of the day when it's 100 degrees either. People do that. Yeah, I know. So every now and again, you you see that random person and it's usually not even our customer. It's like a neighbor of our customers. So we're like, well, I hope they don't mind. And we're like, thank goodness that they have that on. We go. We all just we all just frolic in the sprinkler for a little while and cool off. A couple of pack of wild dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're like, oh, that's so much better. Yeah. So, but you're right though, because when it gets really hot like that, it's almost like your brain just doesn't function as well anymore, and and all the the problems just seem more. They just seem worse. And you're and even problems that are just like super minor that would normally not be a big deal are just stressing you out because you're just like, why is it so hot? hot <laughs> uh so you know that's just the nature of the beast right people so always we... ask me yeah people always ask me i can't tell you bro um 
oh, I don't know how you do it out here and the long sleeves and you're all covered up. Oh, but I guess you get used to it. I, I can't tell you how many times a season I get that. I'm like, no, uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I buy this equipment. I gear myself out to try to lessen the blow right. as I, as we go throughout the day so I can get it done faster right. and get back in the AC. Right. Exactly. <laughs> get in a pool or something, man. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it is, I mean, there is some, some kind of frog in a boiling pot effect, you know, you know, uh, if you start first of the season and, and you kind of, you know, you, you go with the heat, like right now I'm going to be in the field the rest of the year started, I'm going to start and stop, you know, um, but there was some times in years past, and this is, um, we'll can elaborate on this a little bit later, but man, when I would have crews and then people would not show up and I'd lose, you know, I'd lose a couple teams or whatever. And then I'd have to get out there back in the field work in the middle of June. Oh man, <laughs> that, that, that's what killed me. I mean, I can make it. I've been, I've been blessed to have enough, um, uh, to be strong enough or to be endurance and yeah, all that endurance. Yeah. There you go. Um, to be able to make it if I started the season and go through the season, but I have to jump right in it. Yeah. Like right in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, man. And that, that's what kicks my butt. That's really, that's really what would kick my butt. And, but yeah. uh, it is what it is, man. Well, well, let's, let's dive into your story. Where, um, what is your backstory? How did you get yeah. into lawn and landscape? What'd you do before that? And, and so on. So basically, um, the backdrop of how Southern Suns came about, um, try to keep this as condensed as possible. Very much like your story, man. I had, uh, my adult career up to that point, I was in, uh, sales, very much the corporate environment, very much the retail corporate environment. Um, for, I don't know, five or six, you had, you were in a lot longer than I was. But um, I wound up getting canned from a job from sales because they filed a Chapter 11 nationwide, closed some stores. A lot of stuff happened. I didn't make the cut. And all the while, I took like a, I don't know, one week, two weeks sabbatical. Cause you know how retail is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's brutal on hours. Yeah. I, mean, I can't tell you how many holidays I missed, how many things I miss with friends and family because I was at the sales room floor all of the time. And that's all I knew up to that point, you know? Yeah. So I took, I took a two, about two weeks off and I started getting restless and you know, it's like, oh, I need to get back to work. Bills keep coming in. I already blew through my little sentence that I got from my PTO time that I never took. I think you know also about that. <laughs> and um, so while I was in the middle of um, going on job interviews and going to what I knew at the time that I did for income, which was going to jewelry sales, going to local places, going on interviews, meeting with people, um, considering different lines of you know jewelry. I thought I was wanting to do that. I picked up a mower, um, pulled a, a unused family minivan out of my mom's garage, made a couple uh, four square on eleven. 11 and a half by eight uh, sheet of paper, uh, Andrew's lawn service, 20 bucks. I'm going to, you know, mow lawns until I can secure something else. Well, that was it. You know, I did that in uh, summer of 09. I actually started later in the season. I was doing that because I was kind of intent on going and getting another job, J-O-B. <laughs> and so anyways, um, 
I did that um, probably all, I see it, June. So I started that in like mid-June, July time, right in the middle of summer, man. And uh, did that through the through the fall and did a little bit of work in the wintertime. And then season kicked back up in uh, the following year in late February. And then we found out at that time we were expecting our first child. And that was uh, 2010, February 2010. I was like, you know, I don't know, something changed in my psyche. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this thing full time. I, I don't know exactly what point we decided. I know there's a lot of nights where I stood up, you know, trying to, you know, say, oh, if I did X amount of lawns for X amount of dollars, just the basic math and all that. I didn't know anything about the the business, you know, nothing. And I was just kind of doing this basic stuff. And I don't know exactly what point, Naylor, that I actually made the decision to to do that. All I know is I started 2010, spring 2010, full-fledged, and and that was pretty much it, man. Mm. Well, everything else has been lawn care, lawn care life. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what made you pick lawn care to, like, do in the interim, you know, until you found a J-O-B, as you were saying, and then just ended up yeah. staying with lawn care? Because I knew how to do it. I knew how to do it. I knew it was money. And from what I remember back in high school, from the jobs, the little routes that I had, the little jobs that I had back in high school, I remember that's the way that I can make fast cash, or I think I can make fast cash. You know, right. like it's something that you can you can do. There's a lot of these other, um, um, what's that? What not trade jobs, but uh, what are that, those new things called, like Uber and Lyft, mm-hmm. gig gig work? What is that called? I don't even uh, rem- I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, now, n- now you can you can you know ride Lyft, do Uber, do DoorDash or whatever, and you can actually cash out on every stop if you wanted to, right? Um, on the app on the apps that you use, but um. So with lawn care, I didn't, there was none of that was around at the time. And, but with lawn care, that's the only thing I knew at the time that I can go out. Uh, it's a low barrier of entry. I can just go out, start mowing lawns and it's cash in hand, or I can bill them at the end of the month or whatever like that. And that's, that's where it came from because it's like, I needed after a while, I needed money. So I needed money to help out with the bills, pay rent and all that stuff. Thank God my wife still was, was working and had worked for a few years, even after I made the decision. Um, but that was pretty much it. I knew it. I knew how to do it. Um, I wasn't scared of the heat and I, I knew more or less what kind of money I can make. Right. Um, at that time it was stupid money, not like good, stupid. No, literally it was stupid money. I mean, Andrew's lawn service, $20 guaranteed. Young, young men and women don't do that to yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Man. awful. Yeah. So what, what, that, that, uh, well, we'll, we'll get to like lessons learned and, and things like that. What, um, so what, what has been the evolution of, of your business? I mean, right, right now you are a solo owner operator, but have you always yeah. been that? I mean, you started that way, you just said, but where, where was, was there any progression or any, um, changes along the way from 2010 to now? Right. So 21, 22 yeah. years later, yeah. I mean, not 20, 10, 12 years later. Gotta do my math. It's been, long, that, it's been man, a long day. <laughs> it's been a long Jeez, day. Like you said, like you said, sun's coming out. Blame it on that. That's what I do. Yeah, there you go. Frying and frying my brain. Um, yeah, twelve years later. Uh, have you just been um, owner so yeah, operator I mean, the whole time? Been, no, no. There's been several stages. Uh, obviously, I was that way for the first uh, couple of years, two or three years. I uh, ran in 
I started watching the only few people online that I could to educate myself, which was Long Care Millionaire, you know, you know Jonathan Batoshnik down here, and mm-hmm. then uh, Greg Chisholm. Uh, those are pretty much the only ten. There is one, Gopher Hall, I think, was another one. I don't ever see him around anymore, but I I saw him on there. So basically three channels that I would watch kind of, oh, okay, I see. But it was kind of intimidating because John Vitoshna, even at that time, he was, you know, oh, you know, we're basically getting a thousand extra clients a month. And I'm like, how the heck, you know? Yeah. But anyhow, um, <laughs> so it was kind of, all of this wasn't out there. So it was hard for me to really grow and, and scale and expand like on owner operators. Well, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what kind of good setups, knowing your numbers, dense routes, uh, uh, putting value placement on time versus money and investment. All I didn't know anything about that. So basically why I say all that is I was just kind of just out there producing, making money, producing, making money, going all over town, blah, 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 blah. And finally I started getting smart and, listening to the, the couple channels that I did, this was nearing 2011, uh, early 2012. Then I started picking up a couple guys, um, and they would come help me some friends or, or just, you know, guys that would walk up to me. Or if I had little projects to do, um, I'd go to the guys on the corner at a gas station. And that was back when you could find decent labor for a uh, hundred, 120 bucks a day in lunch. And they would work all day for you now. Exactly. What you oh, did. That's man. what they would do now. That's what they would do, right? Exactly. You walk up to them now, say, y'all, you know, I'll pay you 15 bucks an hour. Um, and I'll bet I'll pay you, you know, lunch and whatever. They, they just all walk away from you. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so, a totally so, different world now. So I was kind of doing the owner operator thing. Um, I was what, um, what Paul would call, uh, buck in a truck. Um, <laughs> he says he caught me the last time. It's Chuck in the truck. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I keep man. Saying Buck in the truck. Really? I thought you were joking. So, so sometimes I can't tell when Paul's joking. I'm like, are you serious, Paul? Or is that? Or, are you for real? So I, I thought you were just <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I said, but I've been saying, but I don't know how, but I've been saying Buck in the truck for a buck while. In the truck. I mean, that works it, too. Good old Buck. Yeah, I know. Good old buck moan, cutting that grass and making that cash. Oh, man. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. So that was my, so after I started and I, and I, and I, penetrated the industry oh nine through about 12 i was doing it on my own kind of learning the business um, um that's when i i picked up a few different people 2012 through 14 still that owner operator and then i uh um through a certain series of events i wound up uh running into a guy that he we became business partners we wound up going to the same college together we didn't know we wound up not living too far from each other. We didn't know and had a lot of commonality. So we became friends. And then we uh, got married and got into business together. Not actually married, but we got into business together. Right. And we start and we started Southern Suns Landscape Management. That was in 2014. So at that point, I had been doing it, you know, 
I was literally that truck in the truck. I had an old, you know, I had a, a 99 Chevy 1500. I got a really good deal on. I had a nice utility trailer. I had at that point had my first uh, zero, so 36 inch zero turn. I had a pretty good setup at the time, but I just didn't know. I was still in the phase of not knowing my numbers, driving all around town, um, not doing the right jobs, not focusing on what I like doing. You know, that the, the details of it, the next stage of, of business ownership, I never really re- refined myself into. And I guess getting into it with him, I was thinking that a lot of that would come with it and it, and it did and it didn't. And then out, I know off air, I was telling you a little bit about that. And, and we did that till about 2016, um, late 2000, early 2017. And we wound up separating. We're still really good friends now. He's still a good friend of mine. He's allowing me to buy him out because he had, he put a lot of, um, a lot of capital into the company. And so I'm still buying him out right now. Um, but like I went to, I wouldn't went and stood up in his wedding. We talked to each other on a regular basis, you know, a few times a month. And so I was fortunate that our uh, partnership ended, but our friendship continued. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is good. So listening to a lot of these other podcasts, like Corey Ballard, and I think Paul talks about it. You know, Paul had a, a situation similar to that as well. <laughs> yeah, he talks about the partnership. The, the exactly. only the only ship that doesn't. <laughs> float or I don't know what the heck it is, is a partnership. The only ship that doesn't sail. There you go. There you go. It doesn't sail. (laughs) Yeah. He stole that from Dave Ramsey. Oh yeah. 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 He did. He did. Yeah. I think he said that. that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a good one. (laughs) But so we, we, we survived our relationship survived and just kind of looking back on it. That's what it was. Buck in the truck, (laughs) buck in the truck, you know, I had, at that time I was actually uniformed, you know, I, I had, I had that mindset going in. I'm trying to remember when I finally got my DB. I never had the LLC. I was never incorporated. I didn't do any of that until, um, I wasn't, I didn't have the insurance and all that stuff until I launched Southern Suns. And that was kind of like a, another transition for me, another new chapter. Hey, I'm getting licensed. We're getting, uh, insured. We got all these, you know, uniforms and stuff like it's kind of a new beginning on that. Right. Um, so that's pretty much, I, I had the right idea. I think I was going in the right direction, but I was ready to kind of take it off. It had only been like five years. I had done it at that time, four years and we, yeah, we partnered up and, and then that's where Southern Sons was born. And then for about three or four years there, um, we had multiple trucks, uh, revenues over about a half million, about 500,000. Between 480 and a little over 500 for a couple years in a row, we were just kind of doing everything, man. Um, trying to uh, be the jack of all trades in the business. We did hardscaping, we did heavy installs, we did trees. We were just pretty much yes manning to, to everything, and I think that's pretty much what uh, it, dr- it drove up drove up costs, drove up labor costs, and um, and it drove up frustrations. And I think that I think that's kind of what led to ultimately us. Uh, separating at that point. And, you know, when, when that happened, I still had a few of the guys left over, but I, I was kind of at that point, I'm kind of done with everything. If we're, you know, splitting up, I understand that, but I'm, my tolerance level was getting, my tolerance fuse was getting shorter and shorter with things. And I'm like, look, we're, we're here literally bleeding and sweating out here. And, you know, if you're going to do stuff like this, you know, you're going to have to go, find somewhere else to do it or people just no calling, no showing. And, 
anyhow, so we did that. I did that from 2014 of Southern Sun's Inception to uh, 2000, about 2018. And then after about 2018, I started kind of putting my, I, at that point, I started listening to you, listening to um, uh, Fullerton's uh, YouTube thing. And I don't know if Paul was around at that point yet very much. If he was, I don't, I don't remember watching him. Ran into you guys and a handful of other folk. And that's when I started looking at it. I went from, I went, I, I was coming out of survival mode from when he and I split up and stuff like that. And so now basically I had, you know, a box truck at the time, pick up what you still have now. I had like three trailers and I was trying to keep every, I was trying to keep them staffed. And I was like, you know what? I kind of got the mentality of, Hey, if you want to work here, great. But I'm, I started designing routes and a lot of it, I would, I knew what to do, but listening to your show on, on YouTube and, and Brian's really pushing that route density. I kind of, I always knew I needed to do that, but I never had that actual push or it never really truly materialized. I had a bunch of, had a bunch of like, uh, Oh yeah. It's like 10 minutes up the road, five minutes up the road, two, three minutes from there kind of thing, you know, kind of around town. Nothing like I had now where I can actually finish an entire route by myself in a day and I can be home by five o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Four thirty or something. Yeah. Which that never happened in years past. It was getting home eight o'clock every night, nine o'clock every night. That was a norm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That ain't, that ain't no way to live. Yeah, because all that driving adds up. All the well, it's just another ten minutes here and five minutes there, but that that just adds up to like an hour or so, you know. Uh, heck yeah, it does, and that's where service autopilot and what I mean, a good see, having a good see. I didn't know that either until about uh, 2013 when service autopilot. So at that time, I had just been running and gunning what three, four years at that time. Didn't even know about it. And just so, like what pen and paper or calendar on your phone or what. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> we all have our startup stories. <laughs> okay. You're going to love this. So my schedule consisted of a, t a template on Microsoft Word, and I had people written into the days every two, you know, like it was yeah. like uh, how, how the calendars laid out. I had their names written in weekly, every Friday. Yeah. Every whatever, everyone. <laughs> hey man, that's 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 how that's how good old Geek had, the Freak had it back in the day. I don't know if you remember him or ever oh, heard yeah. us talking about him. Yeah, he that's would, what yeah, he, he had that massive. Well. Yeah, he had that massive desktop calendar, and he'd have it all filled. And look, oh, I have a spot here. Right. I have a spot. That's that's where everybody got it from, man. That was old school. <laughs> Um, I, I would pr this, I would bro. print out a smaller, you know, just a regular sheet of paper. I would print that out in the beginning of the season so I can kind of figure out what the schedule would look like and write everyone's names. Like, go. okay, I can fit right. this many here, this many there. And then once it was set, it was set. Like, I didn't have to, you know, refill out a calendar every month yeah. or anything. It was just kind of there. But, you know, people would come and go. So I just, you know, I had it in pencil, so I had to erase them and, you know, and put new people <laughs> in there, you know. I may still have it's, some of that old school stuff around here. I kind of kept it for nostalgia. I may still have some in my cabinet, but <laughs> but anyhow, to, to to add insult to injury, this just kind of is a testament to tech, to technology now. Along with that little like packet I had and that little like sales clipboard thing box that I had that I would carry around with me, I actually had for like a month at a time. I had printed out sheets 
sets of map quest directions from house to house. <laughs> they had wow. a tom-tom at the time, but they were like charging like 150 bucks a month or hundred dollars yeah. a month for service. 200 bucks for the device. I didn't have any of that. I'm like, Map quest that. it is. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's old school that, right that there. Kind of, Some yeah, of these people man, listening probably don't even know what we're talking about. Map quest. What is that? What's a ma- oh Tom-tom? man. What's a Man, MapQuest was awful. We, I, one time we, my wife and I were going to a, a wedding reception a long time ago, obviously back when MapQuest oh, was still thing. And it took us to someone's house like just like down like a dead end street and it was a you know it was a nice day you know like a lot of weddings typically are that this time of year and it's usually nice weather out so the people were outside their house and they were just like hey are you looking for blankety blank like whatever the name of the place was that we were going to (laughs) and we're like yeah and they're like yeah we get that all the time i don't know why MapQuest always sends people down here but you know and and it was on on the water which was kind of it was a nice nice you know neighborhood it was on the water but she was like yeah it's way over there and the other side of the water yeah so you see that way over there yeah so you got to go back out go here then she's giving us all these directions and man i don't even know how we made it there but we finally made it but good old map quest sending us to teresa's house or something (laughs) oh man (laughs) so that's the origins i mean so that just i mean it's we laugh now but much like we're you're saying off air or no just a second ago i mean if you're okay in a minivan where the, where the eight, 10 year old minivan AC didn't work that great. And I had and the, one of the windows couldn't roll down all the way and you're hot and you're coming from lawn to lawn. And that same thing happens trying to find a new client and you're trying to make money to survive. Oh yeah, oh, man. There was a lot of yelling sessions in that van. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> and the radio didn't work, man. Oh, oh. man. Wow. So so so, so, have, so so listening to the podcast while I'm working with state of the art equipment and having navigation, I mean that's light years ahead. Yeah. <laughs> in a truck and a trailer, you know. It's, yeah. It's so that's <laughs> so so what's your setup now? So now you've got a truck and a trailer and nice equipment yeah. and you've uh, you've well, you've it's really still, it's still it's still not like a super romantic setup. I mean. I've, <laughs> I've, uh, romantic setup that's great i've never amen. heard it said that way before that's awesome <laughs> like i say on my podcast that's a softer side of the lawn care professional um <laughs> i have a i have a f1 a long bed f-150 it's an 07 i'm just using this i'm just i didn't want to i was looking at buying a new truck this year but man with the prices the way they are right now yeah. and what i've already put into the truck now i was like you know what that's the whole reason why i sold my box truck um yeah, I know uh, um, Jeremiah Jennings. He just got himself a nice, uh, nice, good-looking box truck, and um, I and he has it all decaled and everything. And and I I had one as well, but it came to a point where I was like, okay, what I'm paying for it in that transitional period, where I was just what we were just talking about from about 2018 to 2019, it was just another thousand dollar a month burden on me that I really didn't need. I, at one, I can't remember what day I actually decided it, but I was looking at the two, I was looking at this. Oh yeah, it's an older pickup and I had this nice big, you know, box truck, but honestly I'm paying a thousand dollars a month for this thing that this over here will do 
And I don't think anybody cares, quite honestly. <laughs> right. I mean, you I care. Get, you I, care more than just like we care about exactly. the stripes more than the customers. The customers don't yes, care. Sir. Most That's some right. some do, but most of them could care less about the stripes. They just want their lawn mowed mm -hmm. every week. So I get to drive up to a gas station with all you know around twelve o'clock noon. You, you know, get my little sub sandwich and my and my unsweet tea. And look at all the other lawn guys out there. Yeah, okay, I got a box truck too with a with a dovetail on the back. Yeah, okay, yeah. But honestly, I mean, I mean, I could do so much at that time. Where my mindset was, I was like, you know what, I could do so much more um, w without this. I can do the exact same thing. And it was also starting to kind of. I was going to need to put a few thousand dollars into it because the guys had kind of messed it up a little bit on the inside. There were some things going on in the cab and engine was fine i mean it was it was fine but i just needed to put a little bit more money into it and i just wound up selling it to a, a local dealership man they uh they bought it from me and i went to this pickup and uh i had a storage at the time i got rid of that i got and over over a course of a year and i think from 18 and 19 over about over about 10 month period i got rid of like all of my all the equipment that i wasn't making money with and i got that from uh, Jonathan with uh, Florida Turf Pros. I'll never forget it. When I was listening, watching one of his shows here a little while back on on YouTube, he was like, you know, where a lot of people lose money and a lot of people are unable to grow when they need to grow is you have all of your money sitting in equipment, sitting in vehicles, sitting in stuff in storage centers, in your garages that aren't doing anything for you. And you could actually be, you could be using that money to put, you know, buying a round of, of um, buying a round of uh, flyers or doing an ad campaign to build lo more locale, you know, uh, denser routes, things like that or whatever. That's just an example. Yeah. And so I just made that decision because I was like, man, that's like, that's like 10, 12,000 a year just on the, on the truck. That's uh, X amount of dollars. I think it was two, three thousand dollars extra a year on the storage. Uh, I got these other two trailers that are sitting here that honestly I really don't need and I don't foresee me actually using them. So I just started. But again, I think I was kind of dealing with myself too, thinking, well, if I sell all this off, that's actually that's step backwards. Do I want to take step backwards? That's me being lesser. And I figured that you know it's not being lesser. I think it's being wiser. And talked to some guys at the time. I even even talked to my ex business partner, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think about this? This is what I want to do." And talked to some friends in the business at the time, and I got all green lights, and they were totally in agreement with me. And I was like, "Yeah, again, <laughs> it's not as romantic of a look, but <laughs> it's not a big, beautiful uh, Ram thirty five hundred like what Naylor's got, you know." <laughs> that that you you got to that point, right? And I yeah. know your story. But I, but see, that's what I'm saying. I could have been there too, but it's like, I'm in, I'm in money conservation. Now. Right. I want to run lean and mean. And basically I've been running that same setup for the last, uh, I guess two solid seasons now, um, mid or late 20 through now it's been my F one fifty, my five and a half by five and a half by 10 trailer utility trailer to hook up onto. Um, I put the, the those not the green touches but the uh oh what are those racks called not the green touches what are those the, other ones called the, the black ones yeah uh equipment defender yeah there you equipment. go i got some equipment defender lipstick on there and i put you know for the racks and and <laughs> and then the uh the blowers and all that and so i i made it 
I made it in a way to where it's comfortable. Um, it's, it's low cost and maintenance to, to fix. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's everything that I need. It's lightweight. It's an F-150. It's not a big, it's not a big engine, but it gets the job done. You know, yeah. I can still have, I still have the flexibility of using the pickup when I need, or if I need to, you know, loan it out to one of my subs on the weekend when I'm not working or something, you know, I can definitely do that. It's, they're all definitely working machines. So on the equipment side, that kind of finishes out kind of where I'm at up to this point. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm an owner operator. I'm running this truck. Um, but the, I got nice equipment. I got all high grade, you know, two cycle equipment. I got the, uh, skag, um, last year I bought the skag, uh, V ride, uh, V ride Two. Nice. And that thing's just been, a, it's just, it's been a, it's been a peach. I, and sometimes I just, st- I step back and I look at the lawns when I'm done you know, I've learned a lot of great things from you, from, from Brian, and you, you can never stop learning from each other. And that's what I love about this podcast stuff. That's why I started it, because I wanted to be one of the guys that helps further along the the industry so people don't have to suffer through with what you and I did in the first years of our marriage. This is embarrassing. The first year of our, um, when we got into that, all the yeah. romantic talk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it was a, it's a marriage to our business too. Right. You know, so, um, well, speaking of the podcast, so what, what are, I know you've shared, have been sharing a lot of this on your podcast. What are some lessons that have, that were learned, um, along the way since the beginning of, of your, your business? So I had to say density, um, knowing my numbers and frugality. So a lot of the basic stuff that, it's, it's not fun, but they need to be addressed. And once you truly implement them the way they needed to be, the way they need to be implemented, just thought, you know, like, hey, don't drive across town for longs. Um, doing what you know to do and stick with it, kind of like doing the in and out thing. Burger fry shake and, you know, stick with it, you know. Yeah. I mow lawns. I mow lawns and I'll do other basic maintenances too. Cause I, I know the dollar per hour and all that. So knowing what you would like to do and sticking with it, you know, uh, consistency. That's really what it boils down to. Cause a lot of, a lot of the business stuff isn't laying stripes is fun. Okay. I, I, I agree. The, the end, the end result of a cut lawn or whatever, you know, whatever it is you like to do. It could be hardscaping or electrical or whatever. The actual trade itself, you enjoy it, but there's so many things around it that if you don't pay attention to it, all of that will fall apart. You're, you're just not going to maximize your life. You're not going to maximize enjoyment, you know? So knowing your numbers, building the right route, um, and letting go, say, learning to say no and letting go is, that's been a big thing for the last couple seasons for me, really, Naylor. That's good. Um, and, 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 and what I just said, what I just got through um, rambling on about the equipment, I mean, it took a lot for me to really just let everything go because it's almost like a sense of pride. Okay, I got to let it all go. Same thing like saying no to clients. Um, you know, I have like five or ten calls coming in, and I can't service any one of them because they're <laughs> – outside of my reach, I want to say yes, right? but you're screwing yourself. <laughs> yeah. So saying, so saying no and, 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 and working with well with what you got 
and kind of holding off, you know, um, my truck, for instance, I want to go get a, a, a nice 2500 HD Chevy, you know, but it's going to be $60,000 if you can find one or if they can even build one for you, you know? Yeah. And um, if I'm lucky, it'll be 60. And, but just, you know, hey, everything works on my truck now. I know it doesn't look as great. Um, I think what I've been looking at possibly doing is maybe putting lipstick on a pig <laughs> and wrap it and wrapping it with something. Cause man, wrapping. There vehicles, you go. I mean, that changes everything. It's no longer the vehicle model you're looking at. You're looking at your brand out there and right. nobody thinks about it. And so a guest I had on my show, his name was uh, Joseph Elder with budget blinds. He's a local uh, blind install company here. And he has, uh, I don't know, five or six vehicles in his, um, in his company and all of them are wrapped and they all look great. Sometimes he says when his sales are low and the marketing isn't working on the franchise side or it's not coming in the way he wants or the way he thought it was, he'll just take his box van or one of his pickups and he'll just go park it in the grocery store parking lot. People start calling him. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I've I've definitely, I've definitely seen that before. There's some, that's a, a very clever tactic for sure and i've seen some different people from other industries do stuff like that in my area too like real estate agents they've got their own van that's got their face and their name and everything on it and it's just randomly strategic randomly but it's strategically placed you know so people see it when they drive by yeah Yeah. (laughs) so man um i know i'm kind of all over the place but i mean for me ultimately that's those those few items right there in a nutshell i think uh, I do a lot of work on myself to know when to say no, uh, working with what I got, kind of like just kind of holding off. I mean, and, and then, of course, all the other basic stuff, knowing your numbers, building a dense route. And this for lawn care, obviously. Um, build a dense route, knowing my numbers, you know, not hiring the, the first heartbeat I can to put on, you know, someone's lawn that I invested so much money into marketing to get and, Gosh, we could be here for another four hours just talking about that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of well, right there. But yeah, well, if you haven't talked about that in your podcast yet, then you can go ahead and make that another uh, one of your episodes, and we can direct people to go head over to your podcast um, and check out uh, that episode so they can dive in a little bit more. Right? That's a good teaser yep. for the lone the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast. So, <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> um, but. What, where, well, where does your, what's the future look like for your, for your business? Do you, are you planning on just staying solo forever or for a certain amount of time or, you know, there's no right, no right or wrong answer here, right? It's all about what, what you want to do and what your personal goals are. I never really wanted to grow like a million dollar or a multi-million dollar company because I've seen a lot of people around town that, yeah, it looks good, but I also see the headaches that come with it don't know if I really care for that. Um, and I know there's systems and processes, the Mark Lamonis thing, systems, processes, people, people, processes, I think systems or something, it's his thing. <laughs> and, um, but to answer your question, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. I think right now for the foreseeable future, 24 months out, maybe I wouldn't mind staying solo i might bring on a helper you know i just know all my routes you know i know my lawns i i've kind of gotten to a comfortable place with my equipment 
Um, I've kind of, if I want to excel the advertising to bring people in, I can just hit the throttle. I can throttle it back, you know? Um, if I, I don't know, man. Um, I've been asked that a number of times this season and I've, I've been pretty consistent on not really truly knowing where it's going outside of, okay, ultimately I'm one body, you know, I got to be careful. So I'll probably bring on a helper. I'll probably run on my own with a helper for a while, maybe another season or two, finish this one out. Definitely. Uh Maybe we'll just reassess next year, see how it looks, see if I can find someone. Um, I guess as it matures long range, I'd like to have a, a couple couple trucks being profitable, doing maintenance, doing uh, treatments, quite quite potentially. Um, I see that, but like right now, I do a lot of landscape work officially. But man, I sub out a lot, pretty much everything. I got a handful of guys in my network here that you know we got cool things worked out and. I, at the end of the day, how I see it is I, I see the, the revenue dollars that come in off of that and that offsets, you know, any, any larger number on a maintenance route that I wouldn't, that I, that I would be missing out on if I had like two or three guys not knocking out like 25 lawns a day or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I've been looking at that too for a couple seasons now. And you know, I'll, I'll go in, I'll sell a job. I'll, you know, I'll put everything together and basically, uh, I work with my subs and they, they're essentially, they don't work for me. They work with me and I just, I work with the client. I work with them and then I introduce them Say, Hey, they're going to be working on this. You know, he's going to be overseeing the job for the next couple of days, blah, 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 blah. And maybe a little job, big job, you know, so that I'm kind of in a comfortable spot right now with that. I can go do what I like to do, which is mowing. That's what I'm good at. That's what I've kind of worked myself around to do. Um, I go and I do that and then to kind of help subsidize, um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll do that. I'll sub out this land. I don't say no to all the landscape work that comes through. If I know how to do it, or if I talk to the guys and they know how to do it, we'll go out there, we'll put a bid together and, you know, we'll put a contract out there and if it works, it works, man. And that's kind of what, and that's kind of what I've, uh, kind of what I've been working on too is that. So, um, I got my mowing route, but at the same time, like since March, I've probably done about, Oh, about 10 or 11 installs with these guys. And that's both small and big. I'd say we probably got about six, $10,000 plus installs that we've done, you know? Nice. And, um, I don't like to do it. I like the outcome. I like the money. Right. I don't like to do it. Right. (laughs) Um, Well, I hear you. I hear you. You should do for my client. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's the thing, like not everyone likes to do everything and, but at the same time, so, so, so don't force yourself to, but, but at least have a solution, right? Have an answer so that you're not just saying, no, sorry. And then just kind of leave them hanging. So at least you have some references and people that you can direct them to and you're not forcing yourself to, you know, potentially have equipment that you're not going to use all the time and do things exactly, that you just really don't yeah. enjoy doing. So I'm, I'm the same way. And I, I definitely, uh, can relate and, and hear what you're saying for sure. So, um, so do you do anything like that or are you just straight, straight lawn care? 
You know, yeah, I'm just, just a hundred percent lawn maintenance, but uh, the same thing, I have folks that I refer one specific guy, but you know, in the past there have been some other folks here and there, but they've all come and gone. But for landscaping work, you know, like if the, you know, the, oh, I mean, everything from sod to, you know, regrading the, the, uh, a portion of the yard or the whole yard and then putting sod down, gotcha. you know, okay. planting trees, you know, tons of trees, Ooh. installing mulch beds, all this stuff that takes like a day, you know, for like, a, yeah. for like a, a several guys. So me, right. uh, me by myself or me and one person, I mean, that would take us days, you know, like that's just not, and then you get back, then you get behind on your route. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it just doesn't work out for me. I've been there, done that so many times in the early days, trying to squeeze everything in and, you know, having, having people ask me, for these kind of things whenever they want to also made it even more right. challenging versus like, like, like I do mulch and I trim bushes and I do all these things, but seasonally, you know, I trim bushes seasonally, a couple times right. a year. I do mulch in, in the beginning of the year before we start mowing. So like basically over the winter and early spring, yeah. we wrap up mulch and get all that done, but I'm proactive and I send emails out now to people. I used to be kind of afraid of that stuff because I didn't want to get, because I, I didn't have it all figured, I didn't have it all figured out. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize that it would actually be easier if I can just plan and, you know, have specific time frame to get stuff done and only schedule that work and send the emails out so that I can get people th to sign up for that work. And then it's actually easier because now you're not, you know, trying to do multiple different things and loading your trailer up with multiple different types of equipment or going back to the shop halfway through the day and swapping things out or whatever that, that got really annoying and really old quick. So now I just have everything very structured and seasonal and we do mulch and mulch only. Then we switch all that out. And now we're into mowing setup now. And, you know, all along the way I'm, I'm treating, you know, uh, doing turf treatments th throughout the year too, fertilizing and, and treating the weeds and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, but I have all the, the right setups for those things, but that's, that's just been the evolution over time, right? Just, just like you and, and you got to yep. find your sweet spot. I've talked about that a little sure. bit in the past too. And it sounds like you're, you're doing that. So that's, that's good stuff. So I wanted to well, start, that's what I, go ahead, go I'm ahead. Sorry. I was, I was going to say, I was, uh, I learned, um, I didn't learn, but one of those things that you, you had talked about mulch earlier on in the season mm -hmm. where you, I know you've talked about it before, but I think over the last season or two, you were alluding to, Hey, I just really refined my routes. Yeah. Seasonally done. I'm going to, I'll do this up to a certain date. And after that we're done. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You missed the, <laughs> sorry. You missed the train, but <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're done. We can't, we can't do it. And I appreciate that because it's little things like that that I, I would want people to pick up on throughout, you know, their tenure and whatever they do, um, learning to say, just say no. I mean, and man, look at that. You're, you're so much more, you have so much more, uh, such a, a much more peaceful mindset now. And, you know, you can look clearly, things are organized and things are done. I mean, you can still, you can still capture that, you know, you can still, you know, say, hey, guys, we can do this, but after this date, I just want to let you know, I'm not going to do it. I can refer you to someone, but I'm not going to do it. Right. Some people would rather have you on it, and yeah. maybe they they do they agree to have it done earlier than really they wanted to because they would rather you do it. Right. Um, I appreciate that. I got I got a lot out of that. Um, that. I think it was an episode or two you did something around there, and I was just like, man, I was really eating that up, man. I was trimming some bushes, actually, in my mulch. <laughs> When nice. you were doing that, and I'm like, man, because I was thinking out somebody, somebody at the time wanted to push a large uh, landscape job out. It wasn't mulch, but it was kind of the same idea. 
And I'm like, man, you were saying that. And then I just told him, hey, after really after May 1, we're not going to be doing any of this. If you want me to be involved with this, we're going to have to do it. I gave him the date. I gave him, you know, almost a time frame in that day. Hey, we're going to do it this way, you know, because I was still doing routes at the time. And so I, I appreciate that, man. You put that out there and I got it. I've been doing this. I like to say that I've been doing this 13 years and I'm still learning and implementing stuff from you guys and every, on the, the network out there, man. So yeah, anyways, I thought that was really cool. Well, that, well, thank, it's thank all you. Part of growing. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's good stuff. And and thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it's to the, I'll just the, the last point to what you said. Um, it's, it's so it's become a routine now that, you know, everyone knows. So like, I'll get people like at the end of that cutoff, like, is it too late to sign up for mulch? You know, like people just know they, they get it. Like no one asks me randomly for mulch in July, you know, um, unless it's like a new customer that I've never had before that like started after we did mulch and they just don't have a clue. But a lot of times we have those conversations right out the gate. Like they'll ask, like, what other services do you offer? And, 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 you know, we have this whole discussion and I'm like, oh, we just did mulch, but we normally do it in the spring. But if you really, oh, I, you know, and some, if some people do, maybe they just moved there or whatever, they just missed the boat. And, and if they do want it later, again, to your point, like I said before, I just refer them to somebody else. So, but yeah, everybody's just kind of on, on, on the, on the, uh on the routine. They just kind of, they know what to expect now. So, but that all started with me, you know, kind of laying those ground rules out, putting my foot down and, and then sticking to it. And, and I don't even have the setup to, to even do mulch now because we disassembled, you know, my setup that was on my truck and put all nice. the ramp rack all back yeah. together and we're mowing lawns. Like there's no way for me to even do mulch. So, well, that's good. I mean, so, that's I, mean great. I, well, that's I can't, great. I mean, yeah, that's great. It's like, it's like, even if you're tempted one day, Oh, if I could make a, few extra here or whatever no, yeah. you can't so you, it, it, that's good because i mean that just takes ultimately it takes the yeah, temptation the away is, yeah yeah exactly i mean yeah. the money is great and all i guess but you know you don't want to be I mean, yeah but that's when you get home late and you're missing dinner exactly. and all that stuff chasing sure. chasing a buck a couple of bucks hundreds of bucks whatever like it, at yeah. some point is it is it worth it you know what i mean like exactly yeah. so yeah you really gotta think about all that and in a snippet of a, a part a, a little part of that was inspired, I think, by over the years hearing all the leaf guys, the guys that do like massive leaf removals and they have the big oh. bo- the big box trailers and truck yeah. setups and whatnot. They only set that up for leaf season and then they take it all apart and then they repurpose that you know, dump truck or dump trailers for landscape jobs and things like that. They don't have a whole big, massive, you know, cover and, and uh, all enclosed and a big blower attached to it. They don't have any of that stuff set up anymore. So if someone randomly, um, a, fr- a friend of mine and a friend of the community, Will, uh, Will with Will's lawn service, Will Rice, he was post on Instagram today, how it's like, you know, the, the middle of May and people are still calling for leaf removal. And he's like, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, why are, are we, wh- yeah. Wow. He's like, why are we waiting this long for, for your leaves to get removed? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I've been mowing lawns for, you know, over, a, uh, for two months now. Yeah, like, I don't, weeks. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so that's, but you know, so the, so when those people contact the leaf guys, they're like, sorry, I, I can't help you because my leaf setup is, is, doesn't exist anymore. We broke down the leaf setup. So, 
so it's not we can't do it you know so that and then hopefully these pe- those people will eventually learn that they can't wait so long to get right. stuff done but the, and and you think yeah. about that the more we enable that behavior by trying to squeeze in a little mulch job here and there because it's like ah you know it's good money it's not gonna take that long like you know and you're kind of like ah tempted to do it the more you do give in and do that the more we feed those types of people those types of customers that just want those you know on the fly things at you know whenever they feel like it and and it's it's it just kind of messes up our con you know as the as the professionals you know our routine so um that's just yet another reason to not do it is to not keep enabling that behavior and making it seem that it's okay for them to just randomly have leaves removed in may wait till may to get your leaves removed like man they probably didn't have a lawn to begin with. And if they did, it's gone now. If they had all those <laughs> leaves on now, there. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, man, you know. That's true. Oh, man. <laughs> well, on that note, let's um let's head to the pod decks. The infamous yes. pod decks. Let's uh yeah. let's wrap up the episode with some pod decks here. It's starting to get late and you know, I know your your family probably wants to spend time with you. Same same with me. So I appreciate your time. We've got lots of good content, but we can't let you go. Without the pod decks, <laughs> let's uh, shuffle them up real quick. That's awesome. There we go. Okay, shuffle. so I got I got to ask. Yeah. Every time you every time you ask people to do that, and I hear the shuffle. Uh-huh. Is there a shuffler? Is there a shuffler over there? Are you doing that, or is that noise <laughs> you're touching? <laughs> what are you talking about, me? So that, of course I'm shuffling them. See. <laughs> <laughs> You can hey, see man, it you know right what? there. Yeah, I got it. I got you. Oh man! <laughs> I always wonder that every time I'm out mowing, and then I want to, and then I want to like email you and be like, I'm not going to waste this time. Hey, are you actually shoveling? You know, shoveling those? Or, uh, just, know, you know, when, when 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 you're an actual guest on the show, you get to learn some of the uh, magicians never share their <laughs> secrets. But when you're a guest on the show, you know, sometimes you get little snippets and little uh, parts of, of what, what happens behind the scenes. You get a little behind the scenes preview. And since we're Red doing it, yeah, since we're doing a Zoom thing, you kind of get a little a little snippet of it, you know. So, yes. There you go. Yes. It doesn't sound Mental as good. Image for all podcasts moving forward. Yeah, it, it, that, that that one wasn't as good though. Let me try one more time. Perfect. That one was perfect. Supreme. <laughs> oh, there we go. So, anywho, well, I've been doing using pod decks a lot, so I, I have the shuffling down pat. So, um, so I'm gonna fan them out facing you, so that because I have to pick the card for you, but I, you know, so oh, I, I, I can't see the card. If you were here in person, you could pull the card. So I'm pulling this card. Let's see, it's a lot on there. Um, if you had. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Oh, that's okay. a popular one that keeps coming up. What are the other guys saying? Let me think. No, I'm <laughs> um, let's see. I would definitely keep my internet app, service autopilot app, and my texting app. All right. That's good. Yeah. Most people say very similar things. They, they, you know, they, they think about like, what's going to, what impacts your day to day, like every day, your business, your business, your life, you know, like what do you need I'd to have function? Some, I had some tea, I had some teed off kiddos cause they get all, they get on my phone here and there and they download all kinds of junk. I'm out, I'm out, I'm oh, out, man. I'm out in the zero turn, hopping off the zero turn, trying to open my Spotify or trying to open a, 
you know, something else like on the fly. And then I'll come across like a little like flower, flower game or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'd be upset, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that would be good. Those three there. I think I can live on those. Sweet. All right. So let's pull another one here. This one says what I've never seen this one before, actually. What's the favorite? Ooh. Yeah. It says what's the favorite thing you've bought this year? That's cool. And favorite thing. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. Favorite thing I bought this year. Or if you didn't buy anything this year, it's still early. Maybe last year <laughs> recently, whatever, whatever, you know, it's your favorite thing that you've bought recently, I guess. I'd have to say it's that, that Skag V, right? For me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I'd say, Cause that's for me. It helps life out. It's a good cut. Yeah. I'd say that's Skag V, right? In fact, it is the best one because Naylor had I not bought that when I bought it, it would have cost me about $3,000 more if I bought it this season. Oh, yeah. So, so, but I, I actually thoroughly enjoy it. It's been a good piece of issues. Yeah. The Skag V ride. Yep. Yeah. That's that. That's a good one. I, uh, that's a good way to think about it too. And also, like yeah. you said, the whole inflation thing. So yeah, that's, well, I'm, not, I'm not a proponent at this stage of business of buying equipment at the end of the season. I guess when I'm looking at replacing stuff. Yeah. But, um, I, bigger pieces to me, I, I wouldn't, I don't buy them at the end of the season, but I was like, you know what? I, the, the planets lined up just right. I got a good deal on, I was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and get this thing, go ahead and uh, pick it up. And yeah, I'm glad I did because literally with not even within a six, six month window, I think it, I think it went up like 25% on price or something like that. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad it's working out for you. I know it's a popular mower and a lot of people use it. Um, and, and I've, I've played around with it myself and it's, it's a pretty sweet mower. It's a nice combination of the original skag and, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the non-patented, you know, right mower stand on design now yeah. that everyone's been incorporating with their yes. mowers. So it's a, it's a nice yes. blend. I think the way, the way skag did it, where most people are just straight up copying right mowers, but skag, I think had a nice blend of their already favorite you know favorite or popular stand on mower and they kind of tweaked it you know and, and added things to it and uh, changed the whole platform situation and um I, I think it's 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 pretty cool for sure so i'm happy for you man Thanks. let's let's pick one more um before yeah. we go here and everyone always goes in the middle and i give them slack all the time so let's try and go, go on the end let's yeah let's go on the yeah, end. there you go there we go <laughs> all right this one says what do you consider your greatest achievement there we go. Uh, greatest achievement, my kids. Nice. I had a feeling you were going to say something family oriented. Yeah. yeah. How many kids yeah. do you have? I just got the two. two. I got uh, they're a, a ten and uh, ten and eleven year old. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, a boy and a girl, or two two ladies. girls, two little ladies. Wow, yes, you've got a, your hands full. Three three Dude. women in the house. You got to throw that testosterone women. around. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. Oh. <laughs> you better be making my my slab of red meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, well, you know, that's not. Uh, I cannot say that's not at all what it's like. I'm lying through my teeth because I don't. Uh, I, I guess off off air, uh, I showed you they brought me in my little cookie. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. They so brought in your. Melt. 
Yeah, they, they, exactly. They brought that their little cupcake. That's so sweet. I mean, that's what you get when you have a lot of girls. That's what it is, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, good that's for mine. you. That's, yeah, that that that's me, man. I mean, I there's plenty of other things that'll come and go, but something that you know will last forever and that'll put your stamp in, in life is is your. I think it's your kiddos, you know. Yeah. Um, anything I could, I could build four or five landscape, build and build and sell four or five lawn care companies and have the money and everything. But if they hate me, you know, yeah, I just don't think it, it yeah, I look back on it, but I'm just glad I can, I, I want to invest into them. So on, on the last day, I want them there joyous and loving on me and not away from me, you know, if at all possible. So. For sure. There's been a lot of super rich, famous people that have been on their deathbed and they have regret that they weren't, yeah. they weren't nicer. They, they, they weren't, you know, a better father and family man, you know, that's yeah. they, all they did was just focus on creating a legacy, which is like epic, like Sam Walton, you know, with Walmart and, mm-hmm. you know, Sam's club and all that. But it's like, what good is all that? If, you know, you pass it down to kids that you don't even know, you know, and they don't probably don't even appreciate it other than the fact that they're set for life financially but it's like you know you don't want you don't want to have regrets like that i mean money's one thing you got to support them but at the same time you got to be able to spend time with them or you should anyway in, in my opinion and sounds like your opinion so um that they're they're the future so um that's yeah right, man. that's right i yeah. hear you man well, that's that's good. I, I, so I appreciate your time. Um, I think we've yeah, uh, thanks definitely for having me on, man. It's yeah, been fun. yeah, for sure. We've definitely got a lot of good content here and good value. I hope uh, the listeners appreciate it. I hope you guys that are listening uh, will go check out um, Andrew's podcast. Why don't you shout that out again? Yeah, it's uh, Andrew Martinez with the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast, and you can find it on all major platforms. There you go, and your Instagram, uh, Southern Suns Landscape. There you go. You'll see, you'll see the little orange and orange and green sun pop up. You found me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that is pretty distinctive. When I see that, I know it's you and not somebody else that might sound, you know, be almost right, spelling yeah. the same way, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. For sure. for sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks again. And uh, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.